Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name's Jason Newland. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. Oh, a bit of gas. <laughs> nice. How is this? I, I'm actually hungry. My stomach's a bit... You know when your stomach makes noises? Basically, feed me now. It's kind of doing that at the moment. Which is okay. I've got the cooker on. And so that's heating up. And then what I'll do is... In half an hour's time, I'll put some food in there. And then it takes half an hour to cook. And then I'll decide to eat when I finish the podcast. It's all worked out wonderfully. Finney's friend's been away for a couple of days. And he's just got back, so he's excited. Wants to go and spend time with him. Oh... So yeah, uh, today I did I did a couple of recordings today actually, this is the third one, videos in the background crunching as per usual, I did two recordings, I did, what did I do, I'm forgetting myself what I did, I did um, Relax to Sleep Hypnosis Daily, number 204, Slowing down your mind. And then I did a Jason's Bedtime Storytime, number 28, Little Tim and the Magical Forest. Now that's the first time I've done a... It's the first time I've done a daily hypnosis recording since the 5th of July so what is it now the 3rd of August it's nearly a month and the bedtime story time wow blimey mate the last time I did one of them was on February the 7th last year so it's nearly a year and a half ago strange isn't it I mean I don't know why it's been so long I guess laziness I I suppose but well I did one today anyway so it took me I mean whether you whether you like the picture I'd made or not it took ages to do you probably won't even believe it but the, the actual image and it's not It's not going to win any awards, but it took me quite some time to put that together. Um, way too much time, in fact. But there you go. <laughs> uh, blimey. So yeah, so that took a while. So it's, I spent a f- quite a few hours today doing this old stuff. Doing it. Doing it. Me, 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 me. Other than that, um, so I've done a full 360 since last night. Patreon's gone. 
lasted for about five hours, I think. And so, big thank you to Joel who did subscribe, but I kind of uh, renewed the money, if that's the word. Sent the money back and thanked, thanked Joel. Um, but it's one of those things where if if it's, it has to kind of work straight away, it's not something that I can just let grow because because it's income. It needs to be enough to live on or not at all. If you know what I mean. Um. So yeah, I've got. took the adverts off the podcasts as well because that was one of the main benefits I was offering for Patreon people members audience is to be able to listen advert free and also have early access so you won't have early access but you will have free you know advert free for a while on the podcasts and yeah, I'm just uh, I'll leave it at that. Really, it's there's a big build up to nothing. Really. <laughs> oh dear, that's unlike me. Oh wait a minute, it's very like me. It's almost identical to me. You make a big deal about nothing. Nothing comes out of the big deal. Why do you make a big deal to start with? I don't know. So today, seven and a half thousand so far. It's not not a hugely busy day on the podcasts, but it's all right. It's okay. I took Vinny out. One, you know, he woke me up at I think it was two o'clock this morning. Woke me up like proper hassling me to get out of bed so I did I took him out for a walk which is weird at that time of night because it's very dark outside no street lights and then he wanted to actually go for a walk like proper walk not just like outside to do a wee but a proper hike yeah yeah he did he had his he had, he had a backpack sandwiches packed hot flask with coffee and he was all prepared hiking boots he just like yeah everything some skis just in case parachute just really just in case like proper a tent of course um, I pushed that too far didn't I really it was silly to start with then it just became just yeah so yeah I um, I ended up staying up and having my breakfast just starting the day early because I thought I'd do that and then I'll maybe make a recording and I didn't feel like going back to bed just didn't feel like going back to sleep because of the interruption. Now I've had a few days 
because what is it, Thursday now? Pretty much a pretty good, maybe two or three days where it's been fairly quiet because uh, a few of the people who live here have been away and there's been less door slamming which means there's been well less hearing the door slam but also Vinny's not barking constantly because of the door slamming because it just triggers him And it's been quite nice just to have a bit of peace, you know, a bit of peace and quiet. Even during the day, just not having the door slamming, being able to just relax, chill out, uninterrupted. That's yeah, quite nice. So, you know, made the most of it. It's now come to an end. Yee. So... It's all right. It's it's fairly a bit quieter now at times than it used to be. There there's times when it's very very noisy in the garden over the years during the summer. I believe a proper congregation of people in the garden drinking and just having fun, I guess. Either my side of the fence or the other side of the fence. But it could be quite loud, which meant I wouldn't wouldn't really be able to do much in the way of podcasts or videos during that particular um, space of time, you know. But there hasn't been much of that recently. I mean, there's someone moved in locally that's got a few dogs and they're barking and Vinny's barking. I think they're basically just talking to each other, which in, in a sense is quite cute, but Vinny was proper howling. He was like a wolf. Proper, proper howling. So I don't know what that's about because I'm not a dog whisperer. Although I, I do sometimes whisper to him. Does that make me a dog whisperer? I don't know. Part time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. And you just had a really good time over the park. A local uh, neighbour. Her kid loves Vinny. So they, when he, she sees him, he's like, oh, Vinny. And... She plays with him and he was basically playing with a bunch of kids while the parents sat down at the benches. Vinny was running around the field or the park with them and he loved it. Absolutely loved it. I do think that he'd, he'd be happier in a big family just because of how much energy he's got. If he had... You know, like five kids, two adults, and maybe four other dogs. I mean, he'd just be happy. He'd be constantly active, stimulated. And it might surprise you, but I'm possibly not the most exciting person to live with. 
might surprise you. <laughs> it might not surprise you, but it might surprise you. But it might not, you know. So, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait. See what happens. I mean, hopefully, I like to think he'll calm down a little bit as he gets older, but... It's, it's almost like being in a relationship again, you know, and start, oh, am I enough? It's <laughs> like, he's a dog. But I, I want him to be happy. I do. I genuinely want him to be happy and be fulfilled, have the, his emotion, emotionally fulfilled and be happy, a happy little boy. And he is a happy little boy, but I don't, I'm not sure if he's getting everything he needs. But part of that is because he's so blimmin' greedy. He's, he's never satisfied. He's always more, 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 more. But he's not like that with food. I can leave food out and he won't touch it. He won't just eat and eat and eat and eat and then pop. He just... He just wants... I don't know, when it comes to playing, he wants to play and he wants to continue playing and continue playing. Or when he goes out, he wants to... He doesn't want to come out of the park. He just sits down and puts pushes his feet on the ground to stop me from pulling him. Not realising that he's very easy to pull because he's so little. But I don't, you know, I don't pull him. I try and get him to come to me because because I am I am a dog whisperer, of course. That's why he doesn't he doesn't listen to me. I, I need to maybe maybe I need to go and be look into learning some techniques to train him you know I've been using very basic techniques you know trying to get him to cross the road slowly saying the word slowly slowly and he listens and he does do it but not all the time trying to get him to you know wait he will wait at the curb before crossing until I say okay but not all the time you know sometimes he will pull into the road I don't let him occasionally he manages to catch me off guard which is a little bit worrying um, but it's just I don't know what it is about him He's constantly... I don't know. I really don't know. That's why maybe I need to start looking into it. Uh, maybe there's a specific way to train Jack Russells that's different to... Well, I guess the word specific. I didn't need the word different, did I? But it's different to others. Uh, other kind of breeds of dogs 
I don't know why. Dogs are dogs, but I guess they're not really, are they? Well, they are. They are dogs, but... Some dogs tend to have different temperaments given the opportunity. Uh, he was born to hunt. He was bred like he was invented. His breed was invented, created to hunt. So he gets into that mode. You know, he picks up the scent of something and he just follows it and he will keep going and he sometimes he smells a dog one of his friends and he will lead me to the dog um, the dog downstairs ran out it's a few months ago he ran out and we didn't know where he was and Vinny took me to him it was all the way around the back we couldn't see where he was, he wasn't barking or nothing, but Vinny could smell him and he took me right to him. It's kind of weird, like a dog, a doggy hide and seek. Do some people, they call it hide and go seek. We don't call it that here. We call it hide and seek. Hide and go seek. And here's another word. This is a word that I heard someone say. Uh, I was watching boxing and it was uh, Terence Crawford and Spence Jr. were fighting. It was a huge world title fight. And okay, right, so was it Terence? Terence Crawford. But they pronounced his name. The I watched a few of his other fights, or you know highlights, just to have a look at him. So he's Terence Bud Crawford, but nickname starts. Let's, okay. No, it wasn't Terence. It was no, it was um, uh, oh. okay. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Why is that so me? So. Ah, okay. What other fighters have suffered fears of doing past for the... Um... I'm just having a look. Oh, 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 oh. What's his name? Why are they not showing... Okay, Jamel Charlo. Jamel Charlo. So Jamel Charlo, that's the person I was checking for. They call him Iron Man. His nickname is Iron Man. I didn't know that until I was watching his fights. The pronouncer, and this is a different commentator on the different fights, will pronounce it Iron, Iron Man. 
iron. It's iron. Iron. So maybe leave me a comment. For those of you that pronounce it incorrectly. Pronounce it iron. It's not one of those ask arcs situations. This is iron. 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 It's just... It's not ironing, it's ironing. I don't think it's different anywhere else. I think it's the same. Whether you're in America, Australia, New Zealand, uh, England, Scotland. I don't know about Scotland, I'm not sure. Iron. Um, yeah, I think it would just be iron. Joy. Yeah, I think, because I think G is, I think, I speak to people, I think, Joy instead of G. Yeah, so, we'd, you know, people pronounce things differently, but iron, it's not iron. I just found that strange. Maybe I'm being strange. How is iron pronounced pronounced what's the correct way to pronounce iron how to pronounce iron in British English and American English learn how to why is why is Iron pronounced iron, but not iron. Iron, yeah. I don't know why the reason for it is Iron Man. No, pumping iron. Iron, pumping iron. But then I'm looking at it and kind of makes sense to be iron doesn't it iron iron what very very strange word iron iron now i just want to say iron oh how do what's the correct put the correct is the r in iron silent Oh, look at this. This is from mbc.org.br. Is the R in iron, iron silent? The R in iron is not silent, according to this. You pronounce it like in the words red run, etc. Wow, absolutely wrong. Blimey, oh, it's forbidden. Maybe it's, it's not allowed me to go there. Don't go there. <laughs> the reason why the R in iron is absent in British English is because there is, the, oh, the R is followed by a consonant now, followed by N in a, in British English, I don't know what that was, is non 
rhotic, meaning the R is only pronounced when followed by a vowel. I didn't understand a single... I understood the words, the individual words, but as a sentence, I didn't. Uh, noun or vowel. I don't know, what is that? What's a noun? What's a vowel? What's, what's all that about? Um, English was my best subject, and I don't know what a noun or a vowel is. I don't know what a consonant is. Um, I do, but I don't. But I do, but I don't. It's just... Why do why can't Brits why can't Brits pronounce R? Yes, we can. Red, it's very easy. Red, um, one, always oneing down the street. Um, stop being so rude. So it's easy to pronounce R. R. Why can't Brits pronounce R? This is not a matter of grammar, it's just an accent or dialect. Americans typically used heavier R pronunciations, while British use lighter or non-existent R pronunciations. You will be understood either way, so it doesn't really matter. It matters. <laughs> Which British accent is erotic or rotic. Southwest England. Why well, what does rotic mean? The rotic varieties of English include the dialects of Southwest England, Scotland, Ireland, and most of the United States and Canada. The non rotic varieties include most of the dialects of modern England, Wales, Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. Now South Africa is a different a very different accent, isn't it? There's like a bit of rolling of the old tongue, I think, from what I've heard I've, I've met a few South Africans and I've I saw um, Nelson on TV a few times and today I'm very happy to be here that's my Nelson I'm very pleased to be here I'm very pleased to be here Maybe I can't really do it very well, but why do Brits say free instead of three? Not everyone says free instead of three, but it does sound quite similar. Three and free. It was what time is it? It's three o'clock. What time is it? It's three o'clock. How much does that? Use condom cost. It's free. Or it's three pound. It's three. Three pounds. I guess it does sound different. I'm not paying three pounds for use, Johnny. <laughs> but yes, what letters do British people not pronounce? Not pronouncing the T sound in the middle of middle or 
final position of words is a pronunciation feature that is widely known to be associated with London accents. However, what most people aren't aware of is that the glottal stop glottal stop has spread far beyond London. Why do Brits pronounce clerk as Clark? Because that's the correct way to pronounce it, is my answer. Um, I think it's in the 18th century, it says here, A.H. says, Who's A.H.? People began R dropping in southern England and clerk came to be pronounced clack clack so they pronounce that that's not clark clark clerk clark that's k-l-a-k not k-l-a-a-a-a-k oh dear or if you want to pronounce it phonetically c-l-a-r-k like they did earlier this pronunciation pronunciation I think pronunciation should be pronounced pronunciation because it's all about pronouncing isn't it pronunciation pronunciation spread to educated speakers elsewhere and you're likely to hear it today on the BBC with a broad ah and R, R, muted. It sounds almost like clock. Really? I'm thinking that people with, I mean, we've all got different ears, I guess. It'd be weird if we all had the same ears. I mean, how would we share them out? But if you, what mm, I'm guessing if you're from even in, in my country we have so many different accents and it can take a little bit of a little bit of uh, ear training to accustomize to a new accent I mean, I'm talking maybe just a second, maybe a couple of minutes, maybe ten years, but it's it takes a little while to kind of get your head around. Oh, what's being said? Like, okay, if if you're used to being around people with the same accent as you, that that's my experience. But there were so many different accents I've never really understood why there's so many in such a small place such as this such as you know there's each person's got about three different accents is amazing 
And then you've got the mixed accents of the parents. So let's say if the parents come from a different place. Uh, even as simple as one parent was from Wales and the other parent is from Scotland. That kid, if the kid's at home with the parent from Wales, most of the time for the first couple of years, three years, whatever, before going to school, and then the rest of the time they're with the Scottish parent, it could be like they have a very mixed accent. And then they go to school and they might be living in Liverpool which again is another very strong accent, very different accent. So, you know, I've, I've seen people that have a different accent when they're at home to what they do when they're at school. They'll fit in with the rest of the kids, then they'll go home and talk in a different accent completely. It's... I didn't even notice accents. When I was a kid, I didn't notice it. I, I did, my, one of my best mates was Scottish, so I knew he had a Scottish accent, but, and I met his parents, and his, his mom, his mom was, I think, Glaswegian. It's a very strong, very strong accent, but his dad was, I think, from Edinburgh, so his was much more, I think, I'm partly making this up, but he, he, his was a, a lot, I don't want to say gentler, because there was nothing wrong with his mum's accent. She was a lovely person. But it's a, just a different accent, you know. But he, he, when he was at home, he was so much more Scottish than when he was out. And I noticed that with Andre, the original Andre, so he, when I first started working with him, he hadn't lived in London for particularly a long time. And he was from Ireland and he very, he's a very strong accent and he slowed it down. He had to slow it down extra, extra more for to be around me. And, but he did it. And... You know, he, he was fine with it. I think he had to also almost talk in slow motion when he was around me. So that must have been a bit annoying, maybe. Um, he didn't seem to be bothered. But then when we moved, I moved to Ireland a few weeks after he moved back. So I went and lived with his parents, well, him and his parents. And suddenly... It's almost like someone wound him up, like in the key in the back of his in his back, and he started talking really quickly, with a really thick accent, not thick, but, you know, strong accent. Really, it's like almost instantly, and it got stronger and stronger the longer we were there, because I was the only English person that he was around, and. I'll be honest, when I was there, I didn't always know what people were saying. 
I didn't. But I kind of, I didn't mind that because I've never, never really known what people were talking about. Sometimes anyway. Just, just like, well, not, what you, what, why are you telling me that? Why? What do you want? <laughs> Who are you? And I pretty much got on with everyone. I mean, in them days, I was I was fairly laid back. I was just trying to have a bit of fun, you know, trying to trying to start a new life. I what did I do? I've, so when I got over there, I've, I don't, have I talked about me going over there before? I think I have. I think I have. I've probably told this story before. <sighs> I think most things I say is repeated at some point or another. So what happened is I lived, I was living in a house. But what actually happened is I moved out of my house, my room that I was living for, from 91 to 94. So January 91 to summer, summertime 94. Summer, summertime, summertime. And I stayed with my friend, a different friend, and then he came up to me at work, this other friend, and said, oh, yeah, we're being evicted today when we get home. Like, so he, he was big on sublets. He loved to sublet for some reason, keeping off the grid or whatever, I don't know. But not a good idea. If you can avoid it, don't sublet. It's just really not ideal. I've done it one two one two one two three two or three times and anyway we did we basically moved out and then I moved in with Andre where he was living with another friend from work. We all worked in the same place. So me, Andre, and this other man that was living there, it was his house. So we lived there, well, it was a council house. And so we had the summer, and then his mum and sister, his sister was living here, but his other sister came over with his mum. And she looked at how he was living and said, uh, you're coming home. You're coming back to Ireland. That was it. And he just said, okay. So he left with them, I think. And then um, they invited me. I think they invited me or I might have invited myself. I think they invited me. Or maybe Andre asked if I could go. But either way, uh, I got on really well with his mum. And, you know, she said, yeah, 
just you can stay with us for a little while while you get your feet. So I've already got my feet. I've got my feet already. Thanks. Uh, but she said, "Yeah, just stay." And I think I mistook the word "stay" for "stay forever." But hey, I was young and naive back then. So I moved to Ireland, and yeah. So when he was barking, and I edited it out. So I went and stayed there. Went went to move to Ireland. I had this big old army rucksack, like you know the I don't know the big bags, huge thing. So I put all my stuff in there. There's quite a bit of stuff, journals and things like that, and clothes and everything that I could get into it. And I got to Ireland and they stopped me and searched me because of the big bag I had. So they interrogated me. Can you believe it? It's quite funny. And uh, like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Because back in them days, you could go anywhere in Europe, pretty much, and do what you want. But they must have thought I was up to something. But I said no. And when I opened the bag, they couldn't believe. Like, why have you got all these pads? So that's my journals. Oh. And in the end, they just let me go. I think they might have phoned someone to see if I really was going there for a while was the reason I said but I don't know never. it's the second time I got stopped by customs I got stopped when I went to Belgium I think once was it Belgium or was it Spain somewhere I got stopped because I didn't have a passport like a proper full passport probably Belgium because there was a time when you could go over there and you just get like a day passport because we were Europe and you didn't really need you just had to get something to prove who you was like a bit of ID so I'd get it this side and um, show them my national insurance number or something like that you know and I got stopped because I didn't have a passport even though I didn't need a passport uh, it might have been France, I think it was, I don't know, I can't, it was somewhere, but it was definitely somewhere, I'm not sure where, no it wasn't Amsterdam, it wasn't Bulgaria, it wasn't Spain, I don't think it was Spain, yes I think it was, yeah, so I... I sound well well travelled, don't I? The way I say all these countries, and I'm, I'm really not. The last time I went away, apart from the more recent journey, was in 2003 to Bulgaria. So you know, 19 years is it's not regular, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean. Ireland, well that was on a boat anyway, but so was Amsterdam, and so was Belgium, Spain was on a flight, Bulgaria was on a flight, France was on a ferry, 
and yeah. And I travelled all, all through the the south of France when I was 18. Just hitched through with a friend, a new friend that I met who was a hitchhiker. And we became friends for quite a long time. From what, 80, 1989 all the way till about 2014 what was that 89, 99, 2009 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 yeah 25 years um, mm. so I went to Ireland and my plan was to live there forever I wasn't going to come back Apart from to visit, you know, but that was it. As far as I was concerned, I was getting in touch with my Irish roots because my, my grandmother was, her, her side of the family were Irish. And both her parents were from Ireland, moved to London, had her, so she was born in London, but she was, you know, I mean, technically she was English, but she was also Irish. Because both her parents were Irish, going back probably thousands of years, maybe millions of years. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, just thinking back. I kind of I liked it there, but it was very just very strange, very different from anywhere I'd ever been before. Or anywhere I've ever been since. Yeah, it was a very strange, strange environment. But I did like it. But it was just different, so different from anything I'd known before. And I do wonder if I could go back, blimey. If I could go back, would I have stayed longer? <laughs> Possibly, but then I'd have missed out on what happened the next year. And there's stuff, because you know everything leads to kind of the next thing and if I hadn't come back, then I wouldn't have ended up going, like I was, I lost where I was staying and I had to move out. I ended up working at Butlins. Now that was an experience that was worthwhile. That was really... I'm glad I did it because it's just something that... It's just a very unusual thing to do. It's a holiday camp, for those that don't know what it is. So Butlins, there's two main ones in this country. Butlins and Pontins, I think. But then you've got other places like SeaWorld, I think are also kind of like holiday camps as well. Uh, and other holiday camps, of course. But, uh, and then being a security guard in 96 to 97, 
however strange it may seem, I'm kind of glad I did that. I think it it was something I needed to go through. Again, very strange job, very different, different kind of weird situations that I got into. And then if that hadn't, you know, gone the way it did in 97, um, my life would be very different because I wouldn't have had the involvement with the comedy club and the support because my friends supported me a lot helped me get through a, a very difficult period and which then led me to going into like the self-help for myself kind of you know situation trying to he's making so much noise but all that stuff led towards hypnosis in January 98 I started reading hypnosis books and then kind of that led to eventually well, doing this I guess you know so with other things in between so without that I very much doubt I ever would have discovered I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for if I hadn't left Ireland but then if I hadn't gone to Ireland to start with if I hadn't done all the different things I did throughout my life I wouldn't be here which wouldn't be completely a bad thing but you know it's in a sense of it's weird isn't it it's never very strange huh. so that's it really <laughs> I was looking at a plug socket you know that we, we switched the, the, the light on and off light socket and just reminds me of a face just keep thinking of Ed Sheeran it's, it's like it doesn't look like Ed Sheeran I'm just I don't know why just it's weird and so yeah that's it really He's, he was barking and then he stopped I gave him some treats and then he come back in I chucked the treats on the bed so he ate them and he came back in and carried on eating, crunching his bone. Happy as... But he had a drink as well, so I gave him some water. Because he had run out of water nearly. And now he's happy again. Maybe just having a little bit of my attention was what he... He required. Perhaps, I don't know. Again, I'll have to try and... i wait until he's asleep and I'll whisper in his ear. What? do you want what do you want behave yourself stop acting like a dog you know I just positive suggestions maybe I'll do it in his language woof 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 uh, woof 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 
I, to be fair, I don't think I could do the whining. He's he's way too good at whining. I don't have the ability. He's he's got it really down really well. Really, really. Lots of reallys involved in that description. Consonants. I've, I need to start learning some stuff. I sometimes think I've kind of... Because I didn't really learn too much at school, I... I jumped ahead a bit. So it's almost like I was learning more complicated stuff before I'd even learnt the the foundations. Which means perhaps I didn't understand the complicated stuff as well as I would have done if I'd known what came before. But then some people say if you're going to learn a subject, start now. Start with the latest knowledge and then work your way back to the beginning. Rather than starting at the very beginning and then working your way forward to now. So, you know, studying psychology or psychotherapy, you don't start with uh, Jung and Adler and, you know, old Freud. You start with whoever, I don't know who's, who's relevant these days in the psychotherapy world, but it's, it's kind of there is where it starts that that's kind of what's been advised from a few people that I've looked at and listened to but I don't know it is good to guess to, to get to see where the foundation's from but what I've done in the past is with for example hypnosis books or Buddhism or I'm trying to think of what other things I've been interested in over the years but just those as, as an example I'll read book after book after book after book and quite often they'll cover the same stuff so it kind of becomes fairly cemented in there because they might cover it but in a different way so I'll, I'll learn it a little bit differently. So it kind of becomes part of me, maybe. He's such a whiner. Oh, now I know he wants. I know, I know he wants now. He's actually showing me because he's sniffing. Right. I'm going to go. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.